Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Thanks for joining me today, and uh, our listeners want to find out who are you and what you have to do with retail. My name is Melanie Tillett, and I own and run a multi-award winning ladies fashion retailer over in the UK. We have two stores and a website. Now, wait a minute. We multi-award uh, winning. I didn't know that. What have you, have you gotten your awards for? We have got... Um, Two different, we've got several awards. Um, last year, we won a, a Best Marketing Campaign Award for our Black Friday campaign. Um, and then this year, we've won several more awards, which is really exciting. One um, is Best Retailer in Lincolnshire, Northern Lincolnshire, which is our county, uh-huh. which is similar to a state in the US. Yeah. Um, we've also won the Biggest Growth Award for our area too. Fabulous. Um, we also won a Best Retailer Award, a European award, um, through our coaching group that we use. And that's a big, big one, big deal for us, that one. Now, let's go back. Uh, so, Melanie, first <laughs> off, you have to tell me about this Black Friday promotion, because um, that was a new thing in the UK uh, last year, wasn't it? You, you guys borrowed from the Yanks, right? Oh, we did, yeah. We borrowed, <laughs> we borrowed quite a few things from you. We've always got one BDI on you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Black Friday, we did actually run a very small thing the year before, uh-huh. but um, again, on the back of our huge social media following, we meticulously planned our Black Friday campaign. We built up an awful lot of anticipation for our customers. Uh, we basically closed the website down for half the day. It was such a really well-orchestrated campaign, um, and it saw, um, the previous year, it saw a week's turnover in a day. Wow. Um, and last year, in November last year, we actually followed a similar campaign again, and we saw a month's turnover in a day. Wowzer. So if you are one. just tuning in, that's kind of an amazing st- statistic. <laughs> and, and I also want you all to notice that Melanie didn't say, and here's how I did it. So um, uh, I, I appreciate the fact that um, it sounds like this isn't something you just woke up the day before and said, why don't we do this? What kind of planning goes into that, Melanie? Quite a lot. There was... Um, because we'd, we'd attempted to do some things with the Black Friday the year before, um, after we'd taken on our coaching, we decided this was going to be, it was becoming apparent that Black Friday really for us now as retailers in the UK, as well as potentially for you guys, is, is almost well nearly as busy as Christmas, to right. be fair, um, with a discount. So we decided on the discount we were going to do. Um, we planned everything strategically pretty much around our social media and did the same offering in store as well. Uh, And we basically built up this anticipation. We changed all our logos to black on the website. We had a countdown timer. Um, We emailed meticulously to the groups of the ladies and and then didn't tell them what the offer was. We were building that anticipation, building the anticipation. And it really, really worked. I I was absolutely astounded at the amount of orders that were just pink on the day. Well, I love that because... uh... Amazon, you know, that's the big thing. People here in the States, like 
start mm. two or three months out. Oh, this is what Amazon's going to be doing. And yes. then everyone knows what your Kmart or, well, not Kmart. No one cares. What, that's not, <laughs> but um, <laughs> most people, uh, Walmart, right. That's where I was thinking. Yeah. Walmart or even when Toys R Us was in, you know, they would, everybody would find out that. And that's totally contrary to what you do with your brick and mortar. So I, I'm afraid I would get all caught up in that one promotion. I think we need to step back just a little bit. Yes. And um, you're only a brand that's five years old, right? We are, yes. And so yes. how did you start out? And by um, the way, it's you and your two daughters. So it make is, sure yes. we get that up. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's mother and daughter team. I've got two daughters, one twenty-six, one twenty-three. And I think the great thing that works with us is that we've got a different perspective on it. Our, our um, demographic of ladies are predominantly 35 to 65. So we're a slightly older age group than a lot of the um, younger fast fashion brands. Um, so we, we get to look at all different perspectives. Started out completely different. I've been in retail for 30 years um, in all types of different retail. I've, I've been in business, uh, my own business now for 18 years in different forms. But this thing came about um, due to a, a lack of clothing for the ladies of my age, really. I'm actually 51. You didn't have to say that. You sound like you're 21. I know, but I don't mind. Right. I'm not hiding anything. That's, that's, it is what it is. I'm not ashamed to be 51. It's great. You Lovely. know, the, we're, the, we're the, older, the younger, older generation. Yeah, well, I'm 60, <laughs> so I have you beat. So there we go. All right. Yeah, well, there we go. We're not too no. far apart. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically, um, we came across a, just some really good um, fashion clothing that's pretty much a one-size thing. We're not labeling people with size. We give a clear indication in store and online as to what the items we think will look nice. If you're a size um, 14 to 16, our sizes are slightly different, I think, to yours. But we can we kind of say this isn't this isn't going to fit you, but this one will go with you. It's really clever how it works. This one size thing, so we can buy a lot a lot. Um, it's a lot of a choice. Lot that gives you a lot of yeah. choice to how you it how does, you end up yeah. doing. And you know, mm. you now have two stores, so. What was your uh, biggest challenge, you think, in the past three years and how you overcame that? The biggest challenge, really, was once we'd um, decided that we were going to um, try and build the brand, really. Um, so we started with the website. And as you probably know, and other people know, you know, you do a silly dance as soon as you get an order. in because the few were far between when they first start out. So, so true. Every, every time we got an order, we're like, yeah, I've got an order, I've got an order. Um, but then as time went on, we realized that, uh, online gets blamed for an awful lot of things that are going on in the high street at the moment but we wanted to give the same kind of level of service to our online shoppers as we do to our in-store shoppers so for us it was about the communication and the biggest challenge with that i, I see our website as just a checkout as a till point uh, all the other things that we do to lead the ladies to that purchase by communicating they can get hold of us in loads of different ways we actually have a telephone people can actually ring us up and talk to us <laughs> which is highly unusual these days. So they can communicate that way. Uh, we've got the messenger on the Facebook. They can connect via Instagram, telephone, like I say. And everything nowadays is so instant. But the biggest challenge really was was um, getting the brand out there. But that is where we've kind of working it well with the store and the website. Well, because You mentioned when we chatted briefly the other day that um, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> you realized once you open the doors, it's like, I'm not just going to wait for people. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's too much apathy for me for independent retail. Um, people tend to think it's easy. Uh, you come up with an idea, you fill a cute little shop up and you open the door and you hope that the customers are going to come in. Um, I'm afraid it doesn't work like that anymore. The customers have got so much choice now with the online as well. 
Uh, so it's about building a presence. It's about uh, being relatable. And I think that's what we do really well with our Facebook live videos. I stand there. We're doing one this evening at seven o'clock. I basically stand on Facebook and talk to women. I do a little fashion show for them every week, twice a week. Basically, I go off, I put the clothes on, I come back, I talk about it, answer any questions as they come in. And then people think they know you, they trust in you. Well, they do know um, you. <laughs> they do know me, Because you're not, Absolutely, you're not yes. acting. You're just saying, I'm and putting I'm the clothes acting. on. Here's what yep, it looks that's like. It. It, it's just me and um, my daughter's behind the camera. We chit-chat away. Um, and it just comes across so well. It's, the feedback we get from our lovely ladies, because they really are. We, I know regular names now. In fact, we have a lady in New York who buys regularly off us. She's, uh, she stacks her orders up and we send them off so she's got it's worthwhile paying the postage and send a whole load of things off to her every so often, which is great. Well, um, you, you found that, 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 that tribe wants to follow you and, mm. and, and remind me, you also, um, that's, that's one place, you have the Facebook videos, but then you also have a VIP secret group, right? And what happens there? We do. That group is amazing. I've just done a, a, a small live video to those ladies this morning just to let them know that we've got new stock online uh, today. So they get a little heads up before anybody else. Um, we tell them uh, this, there's a group now. I've, I've actually got the numbers wrong when I spoke to you the other day, but I've checked today. We've got 5,000 people just over now in that group, 5,000 ladies predominantly. Um, it's a closed group. I encourage ladies that have purchased from us or who are thinking about purchasing from us to um, ask to join the group because in that group is a whole load of ladies and they buy things off us they put them on they take selfies in the mirror they take a picture in the garden they get the husband to take a picture or the grandchild and so they're basically doing my job for me in a way they're such a great bunch of women and they're giving themselves each other so much more confidence there was one lady this morning put a picture in and she said i don't like taking photographs of myself but thank you for giving me the confidence to do so. And there she is in front of the mirror with one of our dresses on. Wow. Well, you're changing yeah. people's lives. And I think ultimately most clothing retailers would like to believe that. But you're actually seeing the effects. And, and more importantly, the, like you said, they're doing the job. They're, they're telling their friends about it as well, right? Well, they are, because sometimes you'll, you'll be sat in the office and all of a sudden a whole load of orders come in for the same item. <laughs> I think, what's going on there? And then you go on the VIP page. And there's a lady in that particular item. And you think, Ooh. That worked. So it's a stroke of, stroke of genius, that one, really. I love that. I love that. Well, you are so positive yeah. and you have such a, a great outlook about it. Um, what do you think one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've ever made in your business? I think the most worthwhile investment really was once we decided that we really wanted to get hold of this thing by the scruff of the neck and, and the... the changes it was making to the women and to the women's lives we thought right we, we need to spread this word further so we really did invest in um, property I've got a huge warehouse facility which is where I'm actually sat now in our head office um, we've got our own photo studio here we've got two units downstairs with a team of um, girls packing and wrapping carefully all the ladies items ready to send them out so um, there was a um, Financially wise, that was a huge investment for us yeah. um, to commit to commit to that. But it's the only way we could do it properly and fulfil the orders to a standard that we want to do, so we can keep our, our level of customer experience up. And you also have your two stores. So do each of your daughters run one of the stores, or 
No, my daughter's um, myself. I'm sort of the front, the wing woman, if you like, the front woman doing the videos and things. Um, my youngest daughter, she deals with a lot of things that go on in the warehouse. And Grace, the older one, she deals with a lot of marketing. She knows exactly what she wants the website and the stores to look like. We have a store manager, um, a girl that looks after both of the stores. I think we employ about 24 people right now. Yeah. Well, you know, what's fascinating to me is that your target woman is in the 30s to 60s you know who mm. she is um yeah. and yet most people would think that your younger daughters would be trying to go after a really younger audience which to me that's a much harder place to to play as fast yeah. fashion down there you're in the h&m zara world where a young woman's getting a, a dress for 15 dollars these days <laughs> i mean it's like wipe and wash them you know at some point um it's disposable fashion and so you've carved out this niche where you've been able to talk to them in a way that mm. feels like friends, which do you think that has anything to do with generations or age or, or what? Is it you being the front person? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely got to do with age. Um, my take on it is that I am a typical Tillits customer, if you like. I would be a Tillits customer if I wasn't doing this, probably. Um, I think women get to a certain age and they're probably, by the time they get to 35, the chances are they've probably settled down maybe had a child, maybe put a little bit of weight on. They're not that standard eight, ten in our sizes. I think there's probably a six or a four in, in American right. sizes. Or zero. Yeah, or exactly. zero, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and there's not a lot out there on the high street. In the UK, there's lots of casualties on the high street at the moment. Right. Um, you've got the big plays like the Boohoo's, the uh, ASOS. Uh, you might not have heard of any of these, but of all the big fashion yeah. people. Um, and there really is nothing. For, for our age group, there's Marks and Spencers, which is a great British institution, sure. but isn't doing half the things that it should be doing nowadays. In fact, their um, CEO was on TV a couple of weeks ago being interviewed, and he actually openly admitted he didn't know who their customer was, which I oh thought was appalling. God. I thought it was appalling. I thought, that guy, it's just outrageous. No wonder they're not doing well. How can you say that in I this day and age? I was astounded. But I think this is where we've really got it right, because... Through our VIP group, particularly as well, we can actually, I'm in their living rooms. I can see what their houses are like. And these ladies just live really, they're lovely ladies. They live just ordinary lives. And you can see by the, you know, beautiful gardens are taking the pictures in or in the little holiday home somewhere on the coast. And you kind of get a feel for the lifestyle and, and the things that they like. Therefore, I know if, there's no good me going and buying into designer brands. Because it's not something they're going to want. Yeah. They've probably got a, a little bit of extra cash every month and they can treat themselves to something up to, you know, anywhere between 25, 30 pounds maybe. Um, and that's it. And they enjoy it. And it's a treat for themselves. And each that's month such a great idea that you know exactly what her house looks like because mm. she's showing you. I love that. I love you. I love that. Well, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I could go on talking to you all day because I think you're <laughs> brilliant and clearly you understand what's going on. Um, oh, but, thank you. but let's face it, you're going to have a friend who's going to hear how, how easy it was. You built a brand in five, in five years and you're getting these awards. And um, so I'm decided I'm, you know, going to go into um, open my own shop. So what would you tell a friend? You know, she, she meets you at the at the store and says, "Let's yeah. go to the let's have a cup of a pot of tea at the uh, at the local uh, yeah uh, the local pantry tea or something." Yeah. And um, and they and they say they're going to open this shop and they're so excited. What what would you say to a friend looking to get into a retail? 
Well, it wouldn't be the first time because I do get asked that question and I have helped people out from time to time. I'm not against doing that. I think it's always great to share your um, advice and your tips. I think really for me, it's I see so many small businesses, independent people come and go. I mean, we, where we trade in Cleethorpes in, in Lincolnshire in the UK is a, a very small, quaint shopping street. It, as, you, as you described, because sort of the tea shop there is, there's a, a Martell's tea shop there. There's the local pub, um, there's giftware shops, there's little jewellery shops. And so it's really quaint and very English. Um, but I've seen so many people come and go. They open the door, like I said earlier. They expect the customer to walk in. Um, apathy comes in after a while because they lose energy for it if they're not as busy as they thought right. they were going to be. Um, and for me, I, I think when we spoke earlier, social media now you've got to got to use it if you're not using the social media and particularly video on social media i think you're really missing a trick um and that's what i say do your research properly have a plan have a proper business plan um research your customer all the all the things really that if you're thinking about going into business should be should be simple things that you key things that you should be doing really it's not going to be easy not definitely not going to be easy. There's, you only learn by your mistakes. I think everybody will agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started. So, yeah, we do yeah. learn those, but at least you don't. At least you don't forget them, which kind of helps no. you. You know, I mean, um, one of the things that we uh, uh, have, have noticed is that retail certainly has changed in the just in the past few years. Mm. Um, certainly, your ability to connect with your customers. One, what do you think? What else has changed? You think in the last few years? Do you think customers are, are more inclined yeah. to buy in a store or online, or are they jaded, or what? What do you? Well, think? I think I think it's an I think it's an education really for uh, for our ladies particularly because although they are buying online in their droves, they still love to come to the store, and we've got them flying in from all over the place. We've got them coming from all over the UK, from as far as the north of Scotland right down to the south of England. They're traveling. Uh, they're making detours on the holidays on the way home to come and see us. So they definitely want to still shop in store when yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're crying out for us to open more stores in different areas, which is something we would like to do. But obviously, we've got to carefully consider where and make sure we get that right. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think if you could have the best of both worlds, then that's great. But they can they can kind of get the confidence with us online, and then if they decide to come and pay a visit, that. It's the fact that they know you've actually got a store. There are real people there, yes. whereas lots of them are just websites, and there's nothing. There's nothing to grasp onto, really. If you get me, if you understand. Yeah, that. no, I I totally um, get that. You know, and I think that they're binding to us as a family and as people as well, really. Yeah, I think one of the interesting mm -hmm. things I know that in the old days, a client of mine, the way he opened his stores was he put a an ad in a local in a major newspaper and then you had to call in to find that information and so what he did was he tracked where all the phone numbers came from okay. and that's where he opened his first so that's what an awful lot of digital Good. first companies are able to do kind of like yes. you you're able to see well my goodness we're getting an awful lot of uh yeah of from things from toaster up there so we've got to open mm. a store up there and then mm. ultimately it all works yeah. Um, you know this all is sounds great uh, uh, but what happens when you become overwhelmed and let's face it you you're juggling a lot of balls in the air <laughs> you've yeah. got a lot of or we yeah. like to say irons in the fire in in the yeah. u.s um, That's right. how yeah. do you stay focused um because it can be overwhelming to be an entrepreneur you're you have a lot more demands i think certainly when you now have this vip group and you have you're constantly thinking of content i know that's one of the things i struggle mm -hmm. with is at some point you're like 
my goodness, um, I have to just stay on this wheel. I can't pull back, yeah. right? So what do you How many do? times can you reinvent yourself? Yeah. The things sometimes, yeah. Um, to be fair, I... Um, I don't really get overly stressed, and for me, when we when we when we reach capacity again, is how I like to see it. We get to a point where we think we can't do any more. We've got to do, something else has got to give now because we're running around like headless chickens, or or we can't do it. it yeah. That's the time to actually step back. Um, work a, a big thing I've learned is working on your business and not necessarily in it because yeah. once you're in it, you you can't focus on the things to to drive it forward yeah so once we kind of reach capacity with it and we think we can't go any further we step right back and look at what the things we need to do to solve the problems that we've got whether it be hire new people i like to hire people that are better than me because i'm not good at everything i'm a saleswoman predominantly i'm a talker as you can tell <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when i'm hiring people in specific roles now i want experts people that are better than me so once we get to capacity and stress levels rise a little that's the next that's the next step up for us so i quite like that i like that that's a good mm. that's a good way to do it and then i think if, if it does get a little overwhelming you have you you're a gardener aren't you by trade isn't that what you like to do yeah i do in my spare time um which i have to make spare time sometimes otherwise you're always at work yeah i was fortunate enough last year to build a lovely house in the countryside and um my daughter oldest one gets married on the first of september so i'm busy getting the garden Thank you. Busy getting the garden um, in order for that. So, uh, yeah, so I do. I like in my downtime, I like to relax. Um, yeah, holidays, things like that. Like yeah. plenty of those if I can. I'm a gardener. I, I, there's something satisfying about pulling weeds. You, just, you <laughs> can, I hate doing it. But, you know, yeah. when you're done, you're done. It's kind there of, are. there's a beginning and an end. And, and, and then you look at it and you're like, I'm glad I did that. But you can see where you've been, yeah, can't you? I think that's something sometimes it's harder for us with. Uh, businesses it's sometimes harder for us to see those um, moments where mm. um, oh that's a clear beginning and that's a clear end you know sometimes yes. it just feels like I'm doing very much the same and um, I have two couple more questions for you so okay. um, what do you think makes an engaging Facebook video what do you think makes it so different you you kind of um, say you know it's just me up there and but clearly yeah. You said you're a salesperson yeah. too, so I, yeah. I think there's a, you know, there's a fine line between. Um, I think some people use Facebook and they just post a picture and like, look what we got in, and that yes. doesn't work. But no, you're putting anymore. it on. So what are some of your tips? You know, because I have people listen all over the world and they sell everything okay. from high end jewelry all the way down to hardware to clothing to yeah. I mean everything. So I think it transfers for everybody. I think it's about I think it's about um, keeping it real. Uh, don't bombard all the time. Don't one thing after another after another. Because don't get me wrong, that I'm not the only person doing this in the UK. But we appear to be the market leaders at the moment. And feedback we get from some of our suppliers is that as soon as we put something out there, everybody else is looking for it, which is great. <laughs> That's a real compliment. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, but keep it real. I don't know what it is particularly about us and about me, but it seems to work. The ladies are brilliant. They engage really well with us. But I think social media video is huge now and there's lots of changes coming and we're always got our eye on the next thing i think you guys over there sometimes get um things before us but we're always ready and waiting for the next thing um, and it's also social media is is social it's not all about what you're selling all the time it's something i you know i've been on the planet 51 years i remember 
when we had TVs in the UK, you only had three channels right. on the TV. And sometimes I'll put a post on like that and say, can you remember, ladies, when we only had three channels on the TV? And you'll get about 400 people <laughs> liking it and commenting on it. Something as simple as that. Or um, I think you call it candy, we call it sweets. We did one in the week, uh, 10p candy mix. You used to be able to go with 10 pence, which you can't buy anything for 10 pence now, and buy a bag full of candy. And people related to that one. And it brings back memories and they start talking. You're not actually selling them anything, but it's page engagement. Yes, um, yeah, that's and, the key. And they're getting on there and using it. And then the next time you actually put a post on or a video, they're more likely to see it because they've engaged with your page. Yeah, and that's I think that's important too. So yeah. the, the name of this is uh, Tell Me Something Good About Retail. So what would you tell someone that's okay. good about retail? Well, I think re- what I think is good about retail, I absolutely love it. Like I say, I've been in retail for 30 years. For me, there's something good about retail is the difference we're making to these ladies' lives. They're actually ladies of a certain age that probably lost the way with fashion. There's not a lot out there for them. They see somebody like me, a similar age, wearing a product and think, oh, maybe that might look good on me. And then the feedback you get that, that it's changed their life, they feel good about themselves again, and they're wearing colour again, which they probably haven't done. So the good right. thing for me is the change that we're able to achieve for ladies. Yeah, and I think that can be true for for anybody that really enjoys retail. You enjoy that, you yeah. know, that when they buy it, it isn't that they, you got a sale. That's kind of secondary. It's yes, this person it gets to become a new person, right? She gets yeah. to feel pretty or she just lost mm. 50 pounds or even if she's gained 25 yeah. pounds or whatever, she still has that confidence of being this this woman who's out in the world. And I think that's a great... That's a Absolutely. great gift you you give. Now you also have like fifty thousand fans on Facebook, right? I mean, you're we you're do. a force of nature. We've got uh, <laughs> we've got fifty about fifty seven and a half thousand likes now on our Facebook page. Now they are all genuine likes. I do I am aware that you can actually buy likes, but for me that's business suicide and completely Absolutely. pointless. Yeah. So these are ladies that have taken the time to click the like button um, and and follow us on there. Instagram slightly younger demographic, but um. My younger daughter takes care of that one. So she, anything that we think might appeal to the more younger ladies, she'll, she'll um, put on the Instagram. So that's slowly growing. And these things don't happen overnight. It is a slow burner. So, uh, yeah, so we're, it's, we're really optimistic about the future. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, somebody over here in the States, there's been this whole thing about privacy and people are like, oh, Facebook is, you know, selling our stuff or knows all this stuff. And, oh, I don't like it. It's like, but 3 billion people a day um, check in Can't on it. Yeah. And when I hear people like you, successful retailers who not only have 50,000 fans, but you're growing in leaps and bounds because you yeah. get the social aspect of it. You're not mm-hmm. just trying to say, oh, we'll do what we do in a brochure. We'll just do that in a in a status update. You're really thinking about it. Yeah. I think it just, again, shows where else would you find these women? See, that's the thing. Where else would you find them? Yeah, you could send a mailer. But where would you have have the chance for them to show you this is my house or to tell you their life story? I don't think there's anywhere that's nearly as powerful. Would you agree? There isn't. There isn't. I absolutely, I totally agree. The, the 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 closed group, the closed VIP group, is the important one there because um, although they're still in a group and they're sharing with ladies, it's five thousand ladies. Uh, if ever we what if ever a, a lady puts a picture on and we want to put it say on our main page, I always ask the permission just out of courtesy because you know she might not want it to put on there so i always say would you mind if we look they love it they love the fact that you want to put it on the main page and that's great and it's great for them to have that sort of exposure and validation right? and validation completely so 
I, I can't speak highly enough of the social media side of it, really. Um, you couldn't get out there. I mean, years ago, we used to have to pay £5 for a half a page advert in the local newspaper, and you hadn't got a clue, no idea <laughs> um, as to whether it worked or not. Nobody would ever come in and say, oh, I saw your advert in the paper, no. in the newspaper. So for me, it's instant, instant results. You can track it, you can measure it, you can try different things, see if what works, one thing works better than another. So it's just, it's, it's a, there's a lot of work involved and lots of trial and error, but once you hit on the right thing, it, um, it seems to work. Clearly, and that mm. brings us towards the end of our time. And I just want to mm. ask you, how can they find out more about your wonderful stores? Well, the, we, are, we are over in the UK, but we do um, post all over the world. So if anybody is interested to have a little look, it's um, www.tillitsclothing.co.uk. That's T-I-L-L-E-T-T-S. Uh, we're on Facebook, so just search Tillits on Facebook. If any ladies would like to join our VIP group to see what we're about, just search Tillits VIP on Facebook and you'll find it. And we're also on Instagram, uh, Tillits Clothing. And if they want to follow me personally, Bob, they can follow me, <laughs> Melanie am, Tillett, on I, Instagram. <laughs> I absolutely do. Well, you've been a joy and you're an inspiration to people all around the world, especially for what you bring to your customers. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Bob. It's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at bob at retaildoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.